0: Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay. You know, I'm a bad girl. Do what I want, say
1: what I like. Nobody can touch me. Trust me, I'm a bad girl. Get what I want, live in the life. Nobody can touch me. You know, I'm a bad girl. Mm-hmm. That's me, AK. Living my life, getting what I want. Thank Jesus. <laughs> Thank you Jesus indeed. <laughs> I love having a life that I love, right? And I just love getting to share this time with you guys every night of the week right here on the Answer San Diego from 6 to 8 p.m. However you listen to me, I just enjoy it so much and, and appreciate all the emails I get. Lots of different ways to be a part of the show. You can call in live 888 888- Three four four eleven seventy. You can email me at andreakashow.com. Get lots of emails there. You can also, uh, you know, um, you can call the 24 hour hotline. I hate to get, I'm not going to give that number out right now. Cause if I give the 24 hour number out at the same time, I give the live, it might give a little confusion. I'll give that 24 hour hotline number out a little bit later. We are not streaming live right now on uh, the Facebook page, a little te- technical hiccup trying to get that up. Um, Maybe we will get it up at some point during the hour if you're listening on the stream and you normally like. In fact, some people like to listen on the stream um, while watching on Facebook with the Facebook volume down. That's an interesting uh, way uh, for people to do it. Um, and if you miss any of tonight's show or any other show of the week, don't forget that we get the the podcast is out where, and you can download it wherever you like to get your podcast. You can find the podcast uploaded daily on the answersandiego.com page or wherever you get your podcast, whether it's... Speaker or anywhere else. All right, so much to get into tonight. I mean, I'm sitting here, my man, my podna and crime here is just overloaded <laughs> the studio. If you could see on the Facebook live stream, you would see that uh, the the station is just. I'm under a mountain. I mean the the enviro wackos are going to be. If, if I was Facebook live, they'd be they'd be hunting me down for the amount of of lumber that is sitting here on my desk in in paper. Before I go any further, let me bring in my man. It's DJ Potato Skins.
2: I got nothing to say. A, I got no energy left after all the news we pulled.
1: I know. <laughs> he's the hardest working pre-show producer around. I mean, it's I like didn't hear that. Say that again. Yeah, he's the hardest working show producer around. I mean, literally. Well said. Five minutes before. Six, i pre- I've got him printing out articles because I found one. Do you guys know what it means to be a Disney adult? Are you a Disney adult? We got to talk about this because this is like.
2: Well, like the article says.
1: Save it for later. I see. I knew it would get under Skin's skin for that article. So save that for later. We got that to talk about. There's also more information coming out. There's breaking news tonight that, that at least breaking to me, that I, at least I saw this article before we went live that Biden has appointed a member. <laughs> He appointed. Uh, in case you're wondering, in case you didn't know, why that balloon was not shot down, at least at least not until after it had you know stolen whatever data, spied on whatever military installation it wanted. In case you really wondered why the Biden administration didn't shoot it down, in fact, they probably cleared the the airwaves around it. Not the airwaves. What's it called when? Uh, airspace airspace around it to make room for that balloon Biden here's here's an article Biden appointed a member of the alleged Chinese Communist Front Group to represent the U.S. business in Asia just in case you didn't know really how deep how corrupt how in bed with our enemy a communist nation Joe Biden is and his family here's this story Dominic Ng CEO of East West Bank, whom President Joe Biden appointed to represent the U.S. at the Asia Pacific and Economic Corporation, is a current and former member of two alleged. Current. It's not even like in the rearview mirror. It's not like it's a resume item from five years ago. Two alleged front groups, although this is a high, high value resume item for Joe Biden, being a member of a group uh, or being a part of the Chinese Communist Party. It was two, two alleged front groups serving a, quote, Chinese intelligence service. This according to a Daily uh, Daily Caller News Foundation investigation. He served, this Chinese guy, Ng, served as, quote, executive director of the China Overseas Exchange Association until 2017 and still serves in that capacity at the related China Overseas um Overseas Corporation, the FBI, uh, Texas Republican Representative Lance Gooden told Daily Caller the FBI should immediately launch an investigation into Mr. Ng. Is that a joke? Is that a line for a stand up routine? The FBI investigate. Has this dude not been watching the Twitter, i.e., House oversight against the FBI weaponization and all this hearings have been going on the past two days. But FBI and big tech collusion. Their whole job is to cover up for the Bidens, for Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. That's the game, man. In April 2022. And, and two, what uh? Oh, pretty much two years in, or a year and a half into his administration, when everybody knows what's been going on with with Biden and, and Hunter Biden and the laptop and all the the goods. Still in April 2022, he appointed this guy Ying into a one-year position. Um, and it was co- what a coinciding skins. You're going to think this is just a, just a coincidence. Aang donated a hundred thousand dollars to the Biden Victory Fund and thirty five thousand five hundred dollars to the Democrat National Committee in 2020. Federal, according to federal election commission records, show how is he able to how is how is this person legally allowed to to influence to to donate campaign money in the United States of America. I mean, he, maybe he... It doesn't say what his citizenship status is. I guess I assumed that he is a Chinese national. Even so, he still has ties to the Chinese Communist Party and Chinese intelligence groups. And Biden took his, Biden took his campaign donations. And in return, rewarded him with a, um, a, an opportunity to spy... On us. So the idea, and it, it just the idea that the FBI should immediately launch an investigation, please. What we need is is a, 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 I think we've already got enough evidence for Christopher Ray and for others to have been uh, prosecuted. We don't even need any. What we need is a criminal investigation of Christopher Ray. We needed a criminal investigation of James Clapper. A criminal investigation of Brennan. Criminal investigation of Rosenstein. An actual real criminal investigation of Hunter Biden. Not this crap that's going on right now. Miranda Devine, who was the author of the... What did she call it? The laptop from hell story. The New York Times ha- laptop from hell story that Twitter suppressed has an article out today saying House Oversight Chair James Comer is building a killer case against Joe Biden. I hope that's true. Here's how, and and, and I. I am not. don't usually put any stock, any optimism, any hope into anybody in the Republican Party because we saw what a waste of time, what poor theatrics. I mean, not only was it theatrics, it was actually bad theatrics that was put on by the Republican Party with Trey Gowdy. Um, back in, in earlier days, investi- quote, investigating Benghazi, right? We saw how ridiculous and lame and not even good theater that the investigations were with Rod Rosenstein and Peter Strzok and all of that. Just, just, just a, a, not even good theater. I mean, it's like the scripts were as bad as glitter, right? But she actually thinks that Comer might actually be. On to something in an actual real, legit and strong investigation, because he goes on to say that it's uh, that uh, that his investigation is beyond Hunter Biden. It's about Joe Biden. And he aims to prove that Joe benefited financially and prove he made decisions against the best interest of the United States. That's incredibly strong. He says he's confident uh, about his case because whistleblowers continue to come forth. Hey, do we not have a whistleblower years ago? Right before the election, it was Bobolinsky? I don't know if you guys remember, you Tucker Carlson fans, but Tucker Carlson handled that interview with Bobolinsky so poorly, and that, invest, that quote investigation into Bobolinsky so poorly. I don't. I want to remind you guys. Bo Where's where has Belinsky, by the way, been, been brought in in front of any committees? I'm not aware of any. But let me remind you guys, if I was incredibly disappointed with the way Tucker handled all that, at the end, correct me if I'm wrong, Eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. but at the end, Tucker Carlson basically said um, it was time to move on. There wasn't a whole lot of there there at the time, if that's how I remember it. I remember being really disgusted uh, about how Tucker handled. I might have to. I might have to research that and, and uh, refresh my memory on what all he did, because that was one of the reasons why I got put off on Tucker. But back to Comer, he says his, uh, in his investigation of, of the Bidens, he says his, his initial focus has been to follow the money trail to see how it connects to the Chinese Communist Party. He says for that purpose, the committee will subpoena thirteen banks, the majority of which have been fully cooperative. Now, Hunter's lawyers have been sending letters to those same banks, warning them to not hand over information to Congress, which is obstruction of justice. Comer says it's BS. They don't set the rules. The Congress sets the rules. Hunter's lawyers have also been sending warning letters to Hunter's former business partners, which Comer describes as intimidating witnesses. I don't know if that includes Bobolinsky or not. He also promises that unlike, unlike previous, when previous Republicans controlled the House, he will crack down savagely on anyone who lies to Congress. At not one point did anybody ever get held accountable for lying to Congress. James Baker appeared. Remember, Baker was the one who participated in the Steele dossier and participated in the Russian collusion hoax in a variety of different ways and and worked with uh, Sussman and others all to continue to f- push forth the false narrative that Trump colluded with Russians in, in the Russian investigation and helped coordinate lies to the FISA courts. Committed all kinds of crimes. He was never held accountable. He went to Twitter and then he tried to stop the dissemination of the Twitter files. He said under oath, he couldn't remember how many times, how many times he talked to the to the FBI. He just wasn't even sure. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to continue talking a little bit about this Hunter Biden um, and, and uh, Hunter Biden investigation. These Twitter, this, these Twitter hearings, because it's all kind of tied together. Right. Later on, we got our buddy Brian Maloney from Red Wave America is going to be here. Did you guys know that the Republican Party has lost a key state that we had had control of for 12 years? Nobody's talking about it. Lost just just this month. It's no longer under Republican control. What state is that? We're going to talk about that later on in the show. So don't you go anywhere.
0: You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kaye on The Answer San Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. It's such, it's so, so many tentacles. It's so, such a spider web. What's going on in these hearings? Because it's all connected together, right? The, the big tech collusion with FBI involved not just covering up the Hunter Biden laptop story. It also, which, which showed Joe Biden's ties to communist China and the graft and corruption going on when he was vice president. That was meant to affect the outcome of an election and cover up crime and corruption, just like they did for Hillary Clinton. It also involves covering up COVID, right, and controlling the minds of Americans so that they can control our actions, our businesses, our lives, our children, our schools, et cetera, in order to set the stage for further control down the road. Um, it was also about furthering. It's also been about furthering the cancel culture of this country in which the FBI and big tech – the weaponization, I should say, is part of the cancel culture where the FBI and big tech colluded to um, not just suppress speech of Americans but persecute them and punish them. Right, so it's all kind of tied together. So I apologize if I'm kind of jumping around between the Hunter Biden story and the COVID and this and the that, or the subpoenas and all this, but it's all connected together. And and the bottom line should be, as we go through some of these details tonight and, and going forward, is that and it and it goes back to 2015 and 2016. Right, this is all just a continuation uh the Obama administration using the FBI, the intelligence communities, and the uh Department of Justice to cover up crimes of Democrats, to control the outcome of elections through because the DOJ, you've got law enforcement that works with the that works with the Justice Department, right, in prosecuting crimes, right? Isn't that how it works? Think of it this way it's how it works in your local community, right? You you call and report a crime to the police and then the DA get then they send that information to the district attorney who decides whether or not to prosecute right so i mean they're they're tied together so this is so you know going back at least to the obama administration if not before it has been documented now that the democrat party controls it and or the uniparty but what involving specifically the obama administration with a weaponized fbi and doj covered up crimes of democrats including but not not just hillary clinton um you know um, work to to persecute and prosecute Americans in order to control the outcome of elections and and that has just been extended it got actually got worse after Trump because when it didn't work to stop him from from winning election then they had to go to the insurance policy the next phase which was a phony Russian collusion investigation um, and then it had to go into the impeachment right using the State Department in order to impeach him over a phone call he had every right to make then they had to go into the realm of of election theft on uh, in fall of 2020, election theft through not just suppressing the Hunter Biden laptop story, but then also through. Um, actual theft happening all across the country they tried to hide the, that this was not a legitimate election in 2020 when and then on january 6 they infiltrated that it was a setup in in many ways a lot of bad actors that were there that were should have been the good guys and should have known better but it was not an insurrection it was not a coup what it was was it was a planned event to be violent violence was planned so that they could do what they're doing now, which is extend the weaponization of our country against us by declaring that anybody that questions the outcome of an election is an insurrectionist and treasonous, and then to weaponize the DOJ to go and F- to work with the FBI and big tech to locate us and who we were out there uh, so that they could drag us and troll us and persecute us. And all of that is going to continue and get worse if something isn't done and if people aren't held accountable. There's more information that came out in these hearings. Uh, Twitter executive admitted we used visibility filtering to suppress certain political content. Um, while, While actual evidence has been documented over and over and over again of the crimes that were committed, by Barack Obama as president of the United States, far worse than Watergate. The FBI directors, intelligence communities. It was Joe Biden as vice president who wanted to put the target on the back of Michael Flynn. Crimes committed by our FBI, our DOJ, them lying to Congress. They should have been arrested for that. James Comey leaking it. it, it. I mean, I feel like I need to go back and give a history because this is incredibly complicated, but yet it's very simple. And it's that our government is full of treasonous, corrupt criminals that are breaking the law all day long against us in order to control the outcome of our elections. And nobody's been held accountable for it. So while Hunter Biden is getting to run around, why is Hunter Biden out there right now having his attorneys warning banks to not cooperate with subpoenas? Is that not obstruction of justice? Why is he already not been arrested? Why do we have a farmer in Arizona who's been charged with murder of an illegal alien and Hunter Biden is still walking around? Can somebody explain that to me? One of the big stories today was this Democrat who gets assaulted in her elevator in D.C. I hate hearing that. I'm just sick to my stomach hearing of a woman being assaulted. Anybody assaulted, left with bruises. But is that not the crime wave that was created by the Democrats? And why is her... Why is she so important that she was assaulted today? It's because in in the United States of America now, the criminals are MAGA and um, parents that want to speak up on behalf of their children. Hunter Biden's people, lawyers, are refusing to submit or or, uh, to subpoena request. Meanwhile, for documents, meanwhile, Mike Pence is being subpoenaed. To talk about classified documents. <laughs> Mike Pence is being subpoenaed to talk about classified documents in January 6th. I tell you what I am glad about, though, in terms of subpoenas, is that uh, the DOJ is mad tonight because Jim Jordan has decided he is going to subpoena. He has subpoenaed Christopher Ray, compelling him to turn over documents and communications related to the FBI's, quote, misuse of federal criminal and counterterrorism resources to target parents at school board meetings. Yeah. Targeting American citizens for their speech, having them arrested. One of the, remember, the F, what happened to the FBI whistleblower from Florida? The guy who came forward and said that the FBI was abusing people's constitutional rights in order to try to amp up cooking the books, trying to find more and more people that they could arrest around the country to throw in the, in the gulag over January 6th. Christopher Ray is a part of that should not be happening in this country. We should he, he he where's the the criminal investigation against him? There's got to be some attorneys generals around some states that could do some arresting. All right, we are going to take a little rest. We're going to take a break. We come back. Brian Maloney's going to be here. So don't you go away. Stay tuned. We're going to be talking about what state after 12 years has flipped from blue to red right after Ronny McDaniel got voted back in as the head of the RNC.
0: You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Glad to have you guys here with me. I'm going to read an email here from a listener. I think this was the night of the State of Union address uh, she says, I am speechless. Well, almost. She says, listening to C-SPAN taking calls from both parties, you couldn't, could not have knocked me over with a feather. All the Dems saying, what a great speech. Wonderful. On the money. Done so much for everyone in the country. Tons better than Trump. On and on and on. Pretty much sounded like seniors were doomed. What planet are they from? Incredible. She says, Tucker said tonight that the administration sabotaged the Nord Stream pipeline. Um I I I I always suspected that the uh, the administration sabotaged the Nord Stream pipeline. Um joining me now is Brian Maloney, our buddy from Red Wave America, here tonight to share his perspective on many topics because I love to put him through a, a round robin. Uh hey my dear
2: Hey hey! <laughs> Bring on the round robin, the
1: round robin, baby. Okay, lightning round. Um, I know that uh, the State of the Union was a couple days ago, but I got to get your perspective on Biden and Sarah Huckabee Sanders.
2: Well, you know, I thought let's let's talk about Sarah Huckabee Sanders because what I thought she did was articulate what every Republican, excuse me, should be doing and saying. You mm-hmm. um, know, I just need a drink of water.
1: Go ahead. I, I, I did. The Live same thing. radio.
2: You love it. I know. Uh, yeah. But what I loved was she's basically saying, you know, our political opponents are lunatics. They want us to worship their idols. Um, you know, they want us to <laughs> approve of their symbols and, uh, you know, basically all of their weird stuff that they keep shoving on us, and it gets weirder by the day. And I, I saw that and I thought, why isn't every Republican uh, delivering that message every single day? And why why is that the only time I've heard something so critical? Because this is what we're thinking every time we turn on the TV, Andrea, and we see those woke television commercials uh, and we see what they've done to these programs. You know, we're looking at this like this. the world aren't even recognized anymore. And she spoke to that. When I saw her, I thought, wow. Someone is speaking to actual Americans mm-hmm. for the first time in a long. It was shocking to see because you don't see that anymore. Right. It's and- like real Americans have been shoved aside, mm-hmm. uh, and and you know, like you don't exist anymore.
1: We're made to feel like we're the fringe.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're the fringe, and they're the normal ones. Uh, mm-hmm. And and the the bottom line is. You know, the progressive left, they're about 6% of the population, but because they're so noisy and they run everything because we allowed them to, um, you know, they're able to manipulate our culture, manipulate television and uh, the Internet and everything else. And we just sat back and what happened because we were too busy at our day jobs, you know, we got bills to pay or whatever. While the left just you know gradually took over everything, and, and now what what's become of our lives because we sat back and let it happen?
1: And, well, we and and not just that you got to you got to talk about the Republican the RNC and the, the Republican Party. This happened. Yeah. We've got these fossils that McConnell, and the McCarthys, and the McDaniel's and the Romneys and all these that have been there. Um, I've got a list of five Republicans I posted on Facebook. I got from Ben Geller's page. Five Republicans I. I think I could – maybe I'm exaggerating. Maybe it's eight uh, Republicans that decided that they didn't want to fund Ukraine anymore, right? I I think that's a good good symbol. I think that symbolizes the problem we've got with the Republican Party, right? I mean, uh, they're probably the only ones that would say anything close to what Sarah Sarah Huckabee Sanders said. The rest of them are perfectly happy to have signed on to this $1.7 trillion bill in December that included money for transgender crap on kids.
2: Well – And that's because fundamentally, Andrea, when Republicans go to Congress, when they go to D.C., when they're elected, they are there to become socially accepted by the D.C. establishment culture to get invited to the parties, to hang out at the, you know, soirees or whatever the galas and the price of admission to all of that is to parrot their line you get sucked into it uh you know rush limbaugh used to say that he avoided visiting washington dc because he was afraid he might like it uh and he was so right i mean he really went out of his way to avoid ever spending time there and it was the correct thing to do and, you know, and this is so these people go back there and then they start parroting all this. And D.C., yeah, that's the fringe. I mean, look, look at the political makeup of D.C., 92 percent Democrat. Right. Republicans aren't even 8 percent of the electorate there. All the fringe, crazy stuff that comes out of there. Uh, and and you go and, and Oh, now, you know, sign me up. And Mitch McConnell seems to love all of it. I mean, he seems to love the far left agenda. He isn't even pretending to be a moderate anymore. He is a full fledged liberal.
1: Yeah. And by the way, as many people noted, he wasn't wearing a USA flag. Uh, No, he was wearing a tie in Ukraine colors. Um, We're we're talking to Brian Maloney from Red Wave America. I'm not sure if you, this this story got buried, not many people talking about it, that uh, the GOP has lost control of the State House of Pennsylvania three months after the November midterms.
2: Uh, I mean, (laughs) yeah, the Pennsylvania situation is getting weirder by the day, because now on top of that, you've got John Fetterman back in the hospital. And what we knew was going to happen because Joe Biden um, let it slip last year that the plan was once Fetterman's incapacitated to install his wife as U.S. senator and his wife is a crazy person. I mean, she is a radical leftist who could never get elected in her own right. So, I mean, between that, what's going on in that state is criminal. But the problem is, it's a huge impediment to us ever winning a presidential election again. How do we get past Pennsylvania? It is corrupt. The elections are stolen. We have. What is our plan next year to overcome that? I haven't seen a plan from the GOP. We're going to go and lose there all over again, right? I mean, what's changed?
1: Well, well what's changed, not, it's only gotten worse for us. Rhonda right. McDaniel is going around and, you know, she's been all over media today talking about how terrible it is that at and cut Newsmax off. Well, you know what? That's Newsmax's problem. I don't I don't like it. But, you know, that's you know, do you think and, and then I got an email from Ronnie McDaniel today. I, I shouldn't have said that's Newsmax's problem because it's it's everybody's problem with the suppression of speech. Control the message. You control minds. But it, it, what I, what I should say more accurately, my issue with her on that is her job is to get elections won. There were special elections that took place in Pennsylvania and the Republican Party did nothing did nothing right, exactly. the turnout yeah. Yeah. was absolutely terrible she has spent the last 2 months instead of fighting what she could have done if she wanted well i started to say if she wanted to win re-election as rnc chair she could have actually gotten some elections won in some of these state houses but she didn't because she knew she was going to stay in power regardless that's here we right. are she's still in power in spite of the fact that she's a loser yeah, and she and nothing continues to, will nothing will change yeah.
2: Four terms for her, and no one's ever had forty term uh, four terms as RNC chair. So, I mean, that's why. I mean, why keep returning her? And the reason is because she's part of the Romneyite establishment. I mean, the Romney Ryan establishment. And the GOP, I mean, she's related to Mitt Romney. I mean, it's it's that's what wins inside that party. Uh, how many of those RNC members who said they were irritated to hear from rank and file Republicans, you know, who had an objection to Rana? Uh, you know, I mean, it's it, it's incredible to me that the is that cut off and we were told we had to stick with that party and not start our own new party because mm-hmm. we would split the vote. Well, you know what? I mean, it doesn't matter if we lose every election anyway. I mean, you know, we're going to lose the elections with this party. So yeah. what's
1: the difference? It you know, doesn't hold
2: up no. anymore.
1: Well, they when Ross Perot got as far as he did, many yeah. pe- people stupidly bought onto the notion that the fact that he didn't win meant a third party couldn't make a run of it. What? What he, he proved?
2: Almo- he, you know, in 92, he almost won. If he had if he had not dropped out of the race during that summertime, remember when he made that yeah. comment or whatever and then dropped out of the race, he had so much momentum. He absolutely could have won in November, but he dropped out, apologized. He did everything wrong there and then got back into the race like a month later and a huge amount he'd lost about half his support at that point. But had that not happened, um, you know, it was because he said you people at a speech um, and, you know, that was construed as racist or whatever. We've so had we cancel culture for a right. lot longer than we realize.
1: Right. But he, I don't know that he would have won. Or But let's say what whatever the result was, um, it, to me, the lesson should not have been, see, we can't ever have a third party because all it does is split the votes. And that's how we got Clinton. I will tell you right now, um, 41 was no better than Clinton. In fact, Clinton probably, yeah. I look back, 41, Mr. New World Order, um, is, it, in fact, you know, the Clintons and— And the bushes are besties, right? I mean there's no daylight between these people. Right. So don't tell friends. They're all friends. So don't tell me that Ross Perot and third party gave us Clinton. Oh my gosh, we can never do a third party run because Clinton was probably better than, than a second term of uh, 41. And the lesson should have been, it, think about if we had we had launched the third party after Perot and said, look how far he got, this little dude with big ears who didn't know how to campaign. And, could, you know, yes. w- what can we do with, with a legit better candidate? No, instead... Yeah, instead of instead,
2: all those years of Bushes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Look where where it would be. I got a clip I want to play for you that has to do – it's Carrie Lake talking about new media. And since you're such a media person, I want to get your take on it. Clip two.
2: Um,
1: And, you know, to me, the, the alternative media is the new mainstream media, and in a good way I mean that. The alternative media, we found a way to get the truth out, and you see the numbers growing. I mean, Salem News is doing great. RAV is doing great. All of these outlets where the truth is getting out are watching their listenership, their viewership grow because there's an appetite for the truth. People are realizing their gut is telling them something's not making sense. And they're realizing that the people pushing that nonsense are the mainstream media, the big, you know, five or six news uh, organizations out there. Your thoughts? Well,
2: I think there's plenty of room for upstarts here to grow. And, you know, she's right just in terms of, A, you build your listenership one person at a time. And, you know, I've been out there in the trenches building audiences over the years, and I know how hard it is. And when you do make progress, I mean, that's something to really be proud of. I think that we have some good people that she's talking about that are making a real effort and maybe not getting the attention they deserve. But I also think that we have some real hucksters that have taken over, unfortunately, the conservative movement on social media who are damaging us, who are in it for money and fame and aren't really conservative. And so we've got two factions going on right now. What she's talking about are a lot of people who are quietly working hard and trying to get their message forward. And what I'm talking about here is the second group uh, who, who really get a lot of the real attention on Twitter and elsewhere who don't have our best interests at heart and i've been railing against them on there uh every you know and anybody that's on twitter i I have never really given out the twitter handle here before but um it's s scalpings s scalpings on twitter if you want to follow me um but i've been going after some of these people because i'm tired of fake conservatives ruining our movement so two things going on here we need to make sure that what she's talking about can flourish but we also need to take out the trash on the other end.
1: Yeah yeah there's a lot of trash. I know people love Tucker. I was a little critical of Tucker earlier, but there's times when Tucker shows that he is the boy that grew up in the swamp and he's a part of that swamp culture and i was I don't remember a lot of the details i'm going have to I'm going have to research it going back to his Bobolinsky interviews, but it's like he did all this with Bobolinsky before the election and i it and but he ended up dropping it and it was he dropped it in a way that was so sudden, so um bizarre to me. It was like he it was like he got to the end and was like, OK, thanks. You know, like I'm going to leave it there, yeah. it, 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 you know, a month before the election. I don't could have been Fox News that they t- well, told him to knock it, it is, off.
2: Yeah, I mean, Tucker is the one person with a strong enough talent contract at Fox News to do the kind of show he wants to do. Everybody else is subject to the whims of Paul Ryan, who's on the Fox board uh, and Neil Cavuto, who is a super liberal person who has the ear of the Murdochs um, and a couple of other people in there who are nasty and the Murdoch wives and et cetera, that have been undermining all the programming from within. But Tucker is like a little Island there. He can do his own thing, but, that doesn't mean, Andrea, that he isn't under an enormous amount of pressure before the election to go with their agenda, which is not his. And so I think Tucker is really trying to do he did used to be a, a swamp creature. I used to go after him years ago, but in recent years, the last two, three years, he's been doing incredible work. So. I mean, it's it's been very interesting. He's kind of gone the reverse. Most people start out great and turn into creatures, and he kind of went the other way, which makes him unusual. But he still has these moments where you do wonder what's going on. But I think to be on Fox, the host these days has got to be really, really hard because yeah. you're constantly being undermined when you're trying to do your best show. You're constantly being told, don't do that. Don't do that. And in the case of, say, Sean Hannity, it seems like he just started to accept all of that mm-hmm. and started to just do what they wanted without even fighting or thinking about it anymore. He just started doing a rhino show when I've known him for 20 years. That's not the guy he was. I don't even recognize that person anymore. Um, you know, when I see him, I just it's like, that's not the Sean Hannity I knew. Right. Um, you know, so that's what we've got going on there. So I also think, Andrea, that we have to fix Fox if we want to win next year. And this is something we need to start talking about a lot. Fix fox Well
1: stop Otherwise, right there we're gonna we're gonna yeah. we gotta take a break we come back we'll continue this conversation then i've got another clip uh to play for you so stay tuned this is the andrew k show on aim 1170 the answer san diego fm 96.1 north county and streaming all over the world
0: Andrea Kay, telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Jen Saki made some comments today and talking about Twitter and Suppression of speech and stuff and what's what you're allowed to say and what you're not that I thought was interesting. So I want to play this for Maloney and get his uh, perspective clip one. If you if you were running a local political campaign and you're running ads on television and you say something inaccurate about your opponent, guess what happens? Your ad gets pulled down. These platforms live by a very different set of rules and people consume more information from them, but than any other source of media. So think of the danger of that. And with that in mind, as Alexander, uh, as Alexander. Ocasio-Cortez just said. Mm -hmm. Basically, they're allowing hate speech, racism. Also, let's not forget inaccurate information about vaccines and how they can save your lives run rampant on these platforms. Um, First question I have for you. Uh, Start with um, the campaign situation, because she's actually saying, you're not allowed to say disinformation in ad campaigns. Why are you on Twitter? Yet I remember Joe Biden having ads running uh, against Trump that never got pulled, falsely accusing him of saying he liked white supremacists.
2: Well, and that that clip that she played, she is so fundamentally wrong on every one of her points. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even know where to begin. But I would start with the fact that conservatives never get the chance to post ads that they might find dishonest or whatever, because we've been blocked and banned and prohibited from running any ads at all. And I know this firsthand, I've been through this process and i've tried to run ads and you know find my channel or my page getting blocked or whatever you know you can't run ads and they do this to you before the election uh so and also the local television stations are constantly vetoing ads that they don't like especially by republicans we see this across the country uh so you know we see local tv stations making these decisions networks make them too So we're shut out of a lot of this this advertising. That's why with my Red Wave America pack, we do a lot of outdoor billboard advertising because we're banned everywhere else. So we just started taking it to the streets. Um, And, you know, those campaigns are expensive. But, um, you know, when we can raise enough to do them, we do them because, you know... I mean, sometimes that's the only place we can get our message out.
1: Right. Well, when, in regards to our other comments, well, you can't – trying to use the, the concept that if you can't run a, quote, false campaign ad or a campaign ad with false information, Twitter shouldn't be allowing anybody to put false information. There's all kinds of – I thought it was actually a clever argument to try to support the notion of hate speech legislation, which is what the Democrats would love if they could – they're always working on the, the the second or third or fourth step down the road, right? It's never about what they're working on right here. It's always towards the end goal, and the end goal is, is complete is having us be like the USSR, where the Democrat Party controls every piece of information we're allowed to read or hear or see. I-
2: Yeah. But the thing is, Andrea, you know, Twitter, I'm sorry, Facebook and Instagram, you know, Zuckerberg's networks reinstated Trump's accounts this week. You know, why did they do that? Because they can't survive by, you know, they push all the conservatives out the left. They're very small. They're vocal, but you can't sustain these networks pushing everyone else away. You can't push aside the middle, the the, you know, conservatives, the right, whatever, and survive. And they know that. So, this whole idea of, you know, we're going to boycott all the speech we don't like, well, then ultimately all these social media networks die. Uh, because they don't have the numbers anymore. They don't have the engagement. I mean, Facebook itself these days is kind of a ghost town. I don't know if you've noticed. Oh, yeah. That. I mean, there's it's not a lot going on there anymore. No. I still have my Red Wave America page going strong there. Um, this, one of the only reasons why I'm still on Facebook anymore is to keep a couple of pages I have active. And um, that's it. Otherwise, it's a snooze zone there because you can't say anything. Uh, you know. Oh yeah, I'm still restricted.
1: I'm constantly restricted. You know, I I am yeah. right now. I can't even do anything with my Canyax page. So right, yeah, right. and you know, and and I Twitter uh, by the time Truth Social did an Android app, I couldn't get interested in it. And it's and it's it, yeah. I don't. What do you think about Truth?
2: Well, I think Truth Social is where we need to be setting up accounts, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to be doing it myself. We need to do this okay. because, you know, we, we can't trust anybody else. I think that's going to be a place to go. Um, you know, I'm restricted a little less on Red Wave America because it's an official pack, and Facebook can't touch me quite as much because I have a, a federal ID, a designation. So I'm, the rules are different, the federal laws are different. So I get away with a little bit more, you know, than, a, than any old. Facebook page does, but I'm still restricted quite often. And, you know, so we have to find ways around this stuff and that's, so I think Truth Social has a purpose. I really Good. do because there's more shadow banning on Twitter going on right now than there ever has. Been.
1: Oh yeah, I am hardly on there anymore because it's just such a complete waste of time. But I also don't like the idea that if if how are we going to reach maybe the independents? Um, I, yeah. I, but we, so we maybe we stay on Facebook and Twitter and Insta uh, a we little do. a little bit, but we really expand our approach on Truth Social. Brian Maloney, tell everybody again how to find you, what your Twitter and yeah, Truth yeah. Social so on handles,
2: Facebook. Facebook, it's just Red Wave America, Uh, the Red Wave America page on Facebook. Look that up; it should show it to you. Uh, And S Scalpings on Twitter. S Scalpings is my handle on Twitter. Okay, love to see you there.
1: All right, thank you, darling. Take it easy. Love you. All right, stay tuned. We got hour two of tonight's Andrea K show on its way. Don't you go anywhere.